Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane. I'm here with Henry Joseph Bretz, the proud proprietor, uh, proprietor rather, of 100,000 listens to this podcast. Well, let's pop the champagne, Hen. Pop it, you do. Joseph Dwyer, f- Joseph Dwyer, friend, brother, Socceroos substitute goalkeeper. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's big, 100,000 100, downloads of Unpacking Brisbane. We, I think we crossed the line earlier this week and... Massive. I was going to say it's a century, but it's not. It's a thousand centuries. Yeah, it's is it? it's. Yeah, it, that's right. No, no, it's a hundred centuries. No, no, it's you're right. <laughs> I think <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. A, no, because that would be ten. ten <laughs> yeah, yeah, hang on. Yeah, 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 right. yeah the zeros. Carry oh, the zeros. Don't get don't get me on adding the zeros. Oh, I just think you're right because we have we have a hundred lots of ten centuries, which is a thousand. A thousand. So centuries. put that in your pipe and smoke it, Sachin Tendulka. How do you like them apples, Sachin Tendulka? And Graham Smith, you know, l- listen up and we'll show you, oh, 40-odd international test hundreds against high-quality bowling attacks. Quite impressive. How about 100,000 downloads against a podcast ecosystem that is populated with self-help and wellness advice? We are proud to be the most successful podcast that offers nothing about improving your life and instead may actively worsen it in some respects. Very proud of that title. In many senses, we are a hindrance, and I'm proud of that, and I'm happy. Oh, 100,000 is a massive achievement, mate. I'm, I'm very, yeah, very well proud done. of that. Well Thanks, Ted. And that's, Thank you if you're listening to this. Yeah, if, you, if you're listening to, to this, just know that you're one of 100. Now, to be clear, that does not mean 100,000 people. What no. we have is about, <laughs> we have like about 40 people who are obsessed <laughs> with us, and we love you. And we love you. Yeah, it's about, it works out to about, uh, a thousand downloads an episode, give or take. That's about right. Uh, which I'm, if if, if I were to imagine a thousand unPakistanis all on a couple of buses listening to the show, there's a few things I'd want to do. One, I want to keep those buses safe because if you took out two or three of them, you'd wipe out half our listenership. Um, no, no, I killed a bus driver. <laughs> no, no, Me I killed the unPakistani. <laughs> No, no, I kill. <laughs> I couldn't think of not one of our fans' names off the top of my head. <laughs> but also, it's weird, just, it's weird to we kill are. any one of them. <laughs> I, well, I didn't want to think of one who I, I didn't want to wish death upon any of our fans. And I don't think no. you get that for many podcasts. I think, I think we might be the only Brisbane-based podcast with 100,000 downloads. <laughs> and, I, and I, yeah, God, do you know what I hate? It's like, Hamish and Andy here. Hope Henry Bretz gets killed. <laughs> Power moves, Ando. All right, here's one. Kill Joe DeWire. It's up on the button there, Jack. <laughs> here's, hey, Haim, great idea. Let's have a good idea for a segment. Do it for seven years. <laughs> New ideas? No, no, no. You know what really upset oh. Andy? Originality. <laughs> oh, Jack's an idiot. <laughs> oh. Let's uh, just roast our heroes. Anyway, anyway, resting a little bit heavy on podcast mic as of late. Annoying voice. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. 
Honestly, he does he does my head in. Yeah, Let's yeah, start yeah. the podcast with him. No. Yeah, yeah. We gave Jack one or two episodes and <laughs> that was enough. Oh, God. Wait, nah, and who yeah, haven't heard from him since the Turinga episode. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what happens Tagum when you episode? try to... Was Tagum? Yes, Tagum is what I meant. See? There was also another one when we were going to buy a TV. He was Murray. Was Murray. Was he was fantastic that's... on Murray, actually. That was one of our really? episodes. Carried his bat. Yeah, uh, really. Well, what, what he's up to. Thank, um, yeah, me too. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thanks for 100,000 downloads. So exciting. We mm. will keep going. And even if no one was listening, well, if no one was listening, we'd probably stop and just I mean, we'd, have a phone call. It's funny, though. Yeah, I was going to say, if no one was listening, we'd still talk. And at that point, we could just record it. I don't know if we'd release it is the thing, if no one was listening. But I think the show would still privately exist. It's like a riddle. Is a podcast still a podcast if there's no one there to hear it? Yeah. Like if a podcast, he- if a podcast gets dropped in the Spotify and no one's there to hear it, <laughs> did it really I mean, it does raise dropped. the question though of like, if you and I catch up for a beer and should start talking about Brisbane, is that, is that, are yeah. we doing a live podcast to no one and not recording? I, I that's basically what the, that episode we did at Brunswick <laughs> yeah, Pub was. Yeah. Except but, Drew and those other awesome guys cut. Drew and those guys came, and that was a good time. We had a we had a blast. Um, but yeah, Henry, today to celebrate a hundred thousand listens, we're doing Samford, which is a hundred thousand kilometers away from the Brisbane city centre. <laughs> it's fucking, <laughs> it's ages. It's a minute in your car for every episode listen that we've had. Yep. That's our that's <laughs> yep. our way of doing it. Yep. Oh, we've uh, already started. You thought but, you thought we were going to rest on our laurels because we had a hundred thousand nah, in the we, bank. You- start again. We want the next 100,000. Yeah. Give me the you next 100,000 words after that. I'll drop out of this campaign right now. <laughs> it's, as, as Joe and I said to each other before we started recalling, it's nil all out there. <laughs> it's, we've got no and listens for, out there, and guys. And for 120 <laughs> gripping minutes on Monday morning for the Socceroos, <laughs> oh, it, it actually was. Did it's nil all out there, boys. Um, I was at, I'd gotten into work. Yeah. As Tony Armstrong was live on ABC News Breakfast oh, in Federation sorry. Square Fantastic. Celebration. So I saw that unfold live, wasn't watching the game. I uh, didn't even I, realize it was on and then texted my dad who had gotten up at 3.30 uh, to beautiful. watch it. Yeah. Uh, Big did football step fan. on your great bit there of yeah, soccer teams going, don't worry, guys, it's nil yeah. all out there. Oh, yeah, well aware. <laughs> soccer coach at halftime. Guys, we got to go out there. It's still nil all. Yeah, no. <laughs> like in yeah. every game. Like yeah, it was last week in the week before. Another electrifying nil all draw on the weekend. Great. I, I will say though, God, soccer. When soccer turns it on, it turns it on. Soccer is a guy in a tux. Usually, mm-hmm. he's just looking. And I am talking about myself here. Usually, just a scoundrel, board shorts, thongs, oh, yeah. big yeah, oversized yeah. shirt. Once a year for law ball, that's soccer at a penalty shootout. It's like, oh shit. I'll say this: the inventor of the tuxedo really like. Probably nine to nine point five out of ten blokes just look so much better in a tux. I'll give you one example. Yeah, Bond, James <laughs> Bond. Oh, Bond in a pair of fucking swimming trunks. He looks ridiculous. Terrible. That doesn't look like a secret agent. What you know? You're not keeping anything a secret, James. <laughs> oh, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Did the imagination, James? James. Um, but Henry. Before we rip into Samford, the jewel of the Morton Bay region, actually, I uh, mm. just want to mention that by the time the episode is out, 
You'll be able to listen to the Mangrove's new single, Is It True or Did You Read It in the Courier Mail, recorded by We the Mangroves, being Henry and I, uh, with the assistance of um, a couple of good friends of ours, Hamish and Nelson. <laughs> um, it's, like tame, it's like Tame Impala. Uh, <laughs> Hamish and Nelson, our travelling band. <laughs> uh, but we thought we'd give one of the travelling band members a go on the mic. So, no, uh, it's a ripping song. Uh, that Hamish wrote about uh, supervillain Richard Rupert Murdoch. Um, top five evil guys in history. <laughs> top five most evil men of all time. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful pop single. Uh, and if there's any song that is going to lead the mangroves to overnight mainstream success, it's absolutely this one. We'll be sending it to Kevin Rudd because he gets a yeah. mention. People have already reached out. I've already had a couple of people reach out to me and be like, Kevin Rudd will love this. And I was like, well, he's mentioned in it and yeah. we will be sending him to it. I think tagging him in it on Twitter would maybe be the best way to get his attention. He seems yeah. to be fairly active on it. I don't know. I don't know how yes. to get in contact having, with Kevin Rudd these said days. That, I definitely think we should and we'll tag Kevin Rudd on Twitter. Having said that, I did recently see, I think when the Maroons tweeted their team list out or something, this band replied being like, hey guys, would love it if you listened to our song about the Maroons mm. and added a link to their song. And I was like, no, that like, strikes me as so sad, but it's so what that. we do. <laughs> uh, we will not be doing that. No. That, that ain't going to th- happen. I think the better strategy is to not tweet it from a band account and just be like, hey, uh, Kevin Rudd, oh. have you heard this Murdoch song that mentions you? And just not, not refer in any way that I'm involved. And in to be clear, song. I'm definitely not in this band. <laughs> just in case you thought, Kevin. I think the safest thing to do is get it on a USB, tie it to a brick yeah. and just throw it through the window yeah. of, uh, know exactly of his home. What the message is. He'll get it. No, very excited. And I will say this, Joe, uh, I think because the Mangroves came out of the gates with our first album, that was yeah. our first ever musical release. We'd never even played a gig before. I think the maybe the standard has been set that it's when the Mangroves drop an album, you listen to it. Please, please do go and download and listen to the single, share it around with your friends. We haven't traditionally gotten heaps and heaps of buzz around a single because as yeah, I we're an album people are, people yeah. know there's an album yeah, coming totally, but totally. this is a great song we're really proud of this please share it around like do like try and like we're actually asking for help share it around you know what's actually just genuinely awesome is if you just share it on your story and tag us so we can add yeah. it to ours and, and or all that sort even, of stuff. It, even, it, it's annoying it's algorithms but it does help spread the word you know what i always get a kick out of as well people adding it to a playlist purely mm. because then i love looking at their playlists and seeing what other songs have you put around this one? Never. And if, the, and if you've playlist, ever added a Mangrove song to your playlist, I would bet 20 bucks I've gone and looked at your playlist. I'm that, I'm that driven. And the, the playlist we're specifically talking about is uh, today top 50 Australia. Yeah. That's what yeah. we would like it. Uh, if you like could add Spotify it to could fresh get it to... R&B hits, uh, <laughs> then yeah. you'd, be, you'd be barking up the wrong tree. I want you to add to this is Dua Lipa. <laughs> I want to somehow slip onto the collective playlists that uh, they create for an artist. Uh, final. Cold, should... cold heart. <laughs> done by you. Hey, I didn't know this. You know that song, Cold, Cold Heart, or whatever oh, it's yeah. called? Um, <laughs> Are you about to. <laughs> y- you know that it samples, I mean, obviously the hook of Rocket Man. Mm, yeah. You know that every other line in the song is a sample from an Elton John song. I I only know that because it got mentioned on ABC. Oh. But, but oh, yes, I, I... Blew I, my mind because they're all pretty no, good. No, it blows my cuts. mind as well. I thought yeah. the only thing was like, 
And I think it's gonna be yeah, a long lot. But uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like mm. there's B sides in it. Yeah. I like that bit where she's like, I'm still standing there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not like, hold me closer, rocket man. <laughs> like, it's a little cleverer than that. Juulipa. Na, 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 na. <laughs> and I guess that's why they call it the goodbye. The goodbye. <laughs> um, Should we talk about Samford, I guess, man? Let's, let's rip in to Samford Henry Brett with a segment. Uh, you know, it's still all out there. We're starting again. So if you're listening Hello. for the very first time, this is a segment called Wikipedia Wig Out, where oh. we go on Wikipedia and read about the suburb. All right, here's an interesting one for you, Henry. Before we get to the um, yeah man, before we get to the population, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't think Samford's actually a suburb, according to Wikipedia. And I've covered this a little bit in the wig out, but I just wanna I wanna go for this at the outset. Wikipedia thinks it's a town which consists of two localities, which I'd call suburbs, being Samford Village and Samford Valley, and this tracks. Because when I looked up Sanford suburb, you just get results for Sanford Valley. So I think Sanford is like a very, uh, one of the smallest towns ever. Mm. But I don't think it's a suburb. So, so I had a, yeah, I had a similar degree of confusion, mate, because I, when I was, it's just hard to find information. Sanford Valley kept coming up as the name of the suburb, but then I I knew that Sanford village was a thing because I, I've spent, sometime in Sanford yeah. as we'll get to. Uh, but yeah, as you say, it's a bit of a bit of a double it's a bit of a well, Siamese twin. Well I'll take two I'll take two guesses then. Sanford Valley and Sanford Village are the two suburbs. How many people do you think there are in Sanford Valley? Fifteen hundred. Three thousand. Okay. Way less than you'd think. Uh, and how many people do you think there are in Sanford Village? Six thousand seven hundred. Seven hundred and ninety six. So in total, there's sub what the hell. 4, so there's more people, people in the valley than the village. Yeah, there's more people who live in. That's not how it works, bro. No, no, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it's really there. Really, what just aren't this? many people in Sanford. Which I mean what is, is why you move Star out there Wars, in LA, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, what is this House of Cards? What sort of what, it, what scheme, is this Mulan? <laughs> what sort of scheme does Frank Underwood have for me next? Oh, what's Naughty Frank up to now? Well, well Freddie, I was thinking of uh, getting cancelled. <laughs> well, uh, you know how I have all these jobs that I keep getting booked for? I don't want to do that anymore. I, I have uh, a plan. Frank, you know you can just quit acting. <laughs> no, no. No, no. They'll, I'm leaving on my terms. <laughs> Very much the Barnaby Joyce approach where he was like, mm. you see, it was always my plan to lose the leadership and transition to the next generation. Oh, mm. okay. it, it was said a lot at the time, but I loved... I'm not sad. You might think I'm it sad. Was. Not really. <laughs> yeah, it was not great. really. Not really. You might think we're not happy really. about 100,000 oh, listeners. Not, not really. Not, not really. Don't really care. Hello. Um, um, well, yeah. that's, that's surprising to me. And I like that we're doing a valley and a village because I and love village, both of those know, things. It's, it's very nice. Uh, so the Wikipedia tells us, Hen, that Sanford is a hilly area. Yeah. Oh. I Tell could have I fucking know. guessed. It's a valley. Here's, here's okay. one. I didn't realize I was talking to a fucking map. <laughs> Excuse me. Didn't realize. Oh, oh. I ding, thought ding. I was 
reading word pictures being painted. I th- how about a bit of show don't tell Wikipedia? Okay. Ever heard of that? Ever heard of that? Carmen San Diego? I don't need to know where in the world I am. I need yeah. to know more what, about. What is that, by the way? I saw a reference to that. What is where Carmen San Diego? Yeah, Where in the world that? is Carmen Sandiego was a PC computer game to help kids what? learn geography and I believe maths. And okay. I'm going to be the first one to come out and say it. She was a real MILF. Uh, okay. Like how Mavis She had a Beacon big red hat and a big and red coat. And she, was a, and she was a deranged criminal mastermind. So much so that she had all intelligence agencies being like, where in the fucking world? Is Carmen San Diego? Right. But I was remember she, like, was being she real. Like, it was oh, all no, she was cartoon generated. Right. She's a cartoon. <laughs> she goes into the. Oh, she uh, is. Oh my gosh! Oh, hang on. What I a look, what I a femme! At. What a femme fatale! Carmen San Diego. The holy mama! <laughs> she is hot. I, I like the shots of Carmen that that leave a little to the imagination. Mate, Carmen's a fox. I'm sure if you look, I'm not going to do it, but I'm sure if you looked up Carmen San Diego, uh, I reckon it exists. I know what you're going to say. Phrases, uh, I think you'd certainly see some interesting. I'm going to do. I'm going to do that because I'm. You know what, Joe? I'm doing it too. I'm an adult. Oh yeah, with my own laptop, and I know how to delete history without saying what I think you're saying. I'm going to look it up. Why would you? Why would you want to delete your history? Um, It's your laptop. (laughs) Who's looking at it? No, just in case the UN need it for something. Mm. I you do think know. there's an. Um, I yep, think there's an yep. element of. Uh, here's one, Joe. Heaps of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, can, yeah. I can vouch for that too, Henry. Um, I do think there's an element. Well, we might of... have to pause. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, Henry, you're on camera. <laughs> uh, no, Where? no. I do think there's an element. Um, no. Like obviously, a lot of people still delete their history when they go and look at unsavory things. Um, obviously, I think it's partly a hangover of. You know, you delete your history from the days of shared computers. Being, being a teenager. But I think there's an element of decorum to it where, you know how Google's, Google Chrome particularly, is very good at uh, reminding you of the websites you frequently visit? Yeah. I think there's an element of decorum. If you don't want to go to your Google homepage and, like, yeah. number two's born up. Yeah. Like, that's... Even if you're the kind of person for whom that's true, that's humiliating. So... You should have I was in London and I won't name the person I was with, but we ran, we got talking to two uh, backpackers and the four of us were just chatting and he was like, oh, I'll show you this on the phone and like dot out the Chrome page. And I think the thing, I think he was going to show them the way to Piccadilly Circus and he just typed in P <laughs> yeah. and the suggested results that came up were uh, a little fairly, 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 yeah, anyway, so... Let's uh, just just acknowledging that there might be people from Sanford, and this is the first episode they've ever listened to. We'll get off the idea of uh, human depictions of the cartoon educational video game Carmen San Diego, wherever in the world she is, and she may well be in Sanford, which is very hilly. Now, the Wikipedia Henry also tells us that so so it it says it's a town in the Moreton Bay region. So for people thinking, oh, that means it's not in Brisbane, no, no, no. When we talk about the Greater Brisbane area, it includes the Logan City Council, it includes Moreton Bay, Redlands, pockets of the scenic rim, Brisbane. But I don't think it in, it might. It, I think it includes parts of Ipswich, but I think Ipswich is sometimes treated quite separately. But access to Sanford from Brisbane is via Sanford Road, 
through the, and you'll never guess it, Sanford State Forest. It takes about 10 minutes from Fernie Grove. It's interesting because no other suburb has directions on Wikipedia. Like you don't, you don't read access to Tawong is via Coronation Drive or Milton Road or Miskin Street. No, you're right. And is, I guess it's maybe because... speaks to its speaks to its otherworldliness in some yeah, ways. Yeah, like, I think Henry Sanford for you know it more than I do. Is that because that's basically the only way to get there? Yes, and also right. a it's the only way to get there. B massive if you get stuck behind a slow car areas, your journey could blow out by oh, fifteen right. to twenty minutes. Like you're fucked. And also, I think it's what adds to the kind of magical. Uh, escapism, I suppose, of Samford mm. is that it's it is that one way in, and I, I would say I think Samford gets tagged with the far away, which which it is, but like the far away, otherworldly place. There are, there are places I think that are equally, if not further away, that we don't put in that same category. I'm probably thinking of like your West Side. Sort oh, mate, of. I'm I'm thinking of. I'm thinking. What was that? Absolutely. Brookfield. Um, Brookfield. But, even, even, stuff, but so I think like even though Bel- they oh, can Bell take Bowery. Bell Bowery is a great example. Like I somehow still don't think distance. of Bell Bowery. I think of Bell Bowery as like outer, outer, outer Brisbane. Sanford, I think of as a different place. And I do I think agree. it's because that one road in yeah. village feel. It's like, it's not you really can, main you can feel road, the right. air like it's change. Not like, it's not no, like, it becomes just go along the Western freeway for like 25 minutes. You're driving through like the clunkiest parts of the city. Then you're hitting like, train stations and the Fernie Grove Tavern and it's kind of starting yeah. to get a little bit that industrial out of suburbs of Brisbane feel. And then you're just suddenly on a single lane road yeah. with trees on either side of you. And it does feel like the air is getting cleaner. Your chest is untightening. Bam, you're in Sanford. It does feel like a portal yeah, to Narnia. Well, Henry, it feels you, like you, an Enid Blyton novel. You, the famous five, of course, going to the Sanford. magic faraway tree, not her best. Didn't know that was Enid Blyton. That of course that makes sense. What Who else knows? did Enid Blyton do? Some friggin- uh, f- famous, famous various numbers of people. She did those ones, yeah. There's something. Five Secret and- Seven or Famous Five? What was? I think both. I thought there was a something. I, six no, I know too. she does both, but I, I always preferred the Secret Seven. But my mum was a bit. I think, yeah. I think the Famous Five was targeted at a slightly older audience. I think, uh, yeah, because my mum absolutely adored Enid Blyton and the Famous Five. I think she had a real grip on that generation. Maybe that was oh, there to a, pathet- to a pathetic degree. <laughs> oh, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know what Enid Blyton's plan was, but it can't he- have been good. Hearing my parents talk about what they liked as a, as a kid was humiliating. I'm like, you're an adult. <laughs> you should only like the mentalist yeah. and <laughs> criminal minds. Oh, I agree. My dad was telling me about it's this It's a great book. joke from Community, but, but yeah, you were saying. Funny. My dad was telling me about this book that's like the Loch Ness Monster that he read when he was a kid. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. That doesn't sound like MASH. Which I'm, I'm sorry, pretty Dad. sure is the that only thing like, adults are allowed to watch. That doesn't sound like Peter Fitzsimons Kokoda. Um, that doesn't the sound like... you should be allowed to read, That Dad. doesn't sound like all 40,000 pages of Peter Fitzsimons' new book about the Sydney Opera House being built or whatever the fuck. Mate, how much time does he have? How the hell? This guy's meant to be making... No wonder we're not a republic yet because the bloke <laughs> leading the charge is writing the longest books I've ever seen. Too busy in the bandana factory, mate. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Too busy stealing cravats from Matt Preston's neck and whacking them <laughs> on your head, Peter. Hey, Fitzy, maybe if you took... Maybe if you stopped marrying Today hosts and went and tried to actually... Or project hosts or wherever Lisa Wilkinson is now. I do, instead I do of being less, 
I reckon Australia would have a king by now. It might even be Peter <laughs> Fitzsimmons. But every time we're getting close, he goes, hey, guys, I know I'm actually in charge of the Republican movement in Australia. I'll get to that. But what do you think about Kokoda? <laughs> I like to think he's discovering all these battles in real time. He's like, cool, cover yeah. World War Two, And then they're like, oh, but what about Gallipoli? G- what? What the hell oh, happened? I've got to start again. And up the hill and everything. And they, oh, my Anzac God. Spirit. Fuck, jeez. Pretty impressive. What was that other huge um, one he wrote? Eureka. The or about the, the Eureka Stockade. He won't want about the Eureka Stockade. Uh, admittedly, I'm obsessed with I think it was called, um, gold, I think it was called Gold Member. <laughs> um, Samford. Samford used to be a big banana growing region, Henry. But then some tragedy happened that stopped it from being a banana growing region. The banana bunchy top virus, which which wiped out banana... I was wondering when this would come up for the last 104 episodes. (laughs) The banana bunchy top virus, which wiped out banana growing in the Northern Rivers region of New South Wales, spread to Sanford, was the primary reason for the decline of the industry in the Pine River Shire. So this Pride Month, uh, protect yourself (laughs) from the banana bunchy top virus. Obviously, Henry and I aren't as clued in with the queer community as we should be. But obviously I know we have a lot of listeners who are banana bunchy tops, um, less banana bunchy <laughs> bottoms than we should have. But obviously if the banana bunchy top virus is spreading around, you know, a <laughs> in Melbourne, you're going to want to use some protection. Very, very good. And from all of us here at Lynx, <laughs> happy Pride Month. Uh, and, anyway, it and just from all like of us here at Swell Water Bottles, <laughs> happy Pride Month. From all of us here at Jensen and Co. Zip Ties, happy Brian. <laughs> From all of us here at having an inbuilt wardrobe, happy Pride Month. <laughs> From all of us here in, at Leo and Co. Noticed. Property Management, happy Pride Month. <laughs> We're raising your rent. We're raising Sorry. your rent and, uh, well, that's okay. We're on the hunt for a house, mate, actually. And, and it, that's relevant because that's what I was doing just before this. As you might have seen on our Instagram on Pakistanis, I had a microwave lasagna, which I'm coming around too heavily. I, this whole cooking uh, thing, we invented microwaves, dude. These things just zap meals and they become food. Henry, I am so glad that you've taken that leap because there's this amazing mum I follow on Instagram that um, there's actually two of them that just, it's just like cheap food, like how to cook and eat for cheap from supermarkets, basically. And one of them absolutely swears by the Aldi frozen lasagna and is like, chuck it in the oven. You will get eight meals out of it. So I am, I am personally thinking I'm going to become a bit of a lasagna guy. Dude, you, it's, the world is... I'm going to remember my life before I started Pre, yeah. getting into pre-made lasagnas and yeah. post pre-made Because lasagnas. it's still quite cheap because you don't buy single serves of lasagna, right? Like... You, I mean, oh, yeah. well, I, I have, because I also did some cooking this week and I was like, you know what? There's just a couple of nights in here. Yeah. Great. I'd love to not be cooking. Here's a couple of single serve lasagnas, but even yeah. then they're like six bucks. And yeah. then with a, so with good. a bloody Woolworths bag of Greek style salad thing with some yeah. dressing, you just get it. That's fantastic. Done. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I didn't realize it was done. Honest. I'm really, really happy about that. And there's no banana bunchy top virus equivalent no, for lasagna. No, so, Lasagna-growing regions can't get wiped out, which is just wonderful. That is awesome. Well, I love that. Oh, I thought you posted a photo with lasagna to his story. Nah, oh. sadly, the, it oh, was just okay. a text 
between you and I talking about lasagna, yeah. which I think is the content people are after. Oh, uh, mate, the area is very popular with cyclists and the area saw an explosion of local coffee shops between 2010 and 2015. Whew. And again, to the families of all those lost in the great coffee shop explosion of 2010 <laughs> to 2015, uh, we hope you are getting those monthly payments. Obviously, it's just um, a disgrace that you didn't receive more support from the government who the didn't IRA put systems in place. Yeah, um, that was explosion. And obviously, I have a lot of sympathies um, to that. Now, movement. in fairness, in fairness to those domestic terrorists who pulled off those explosions, they did. They did tell you not to talk to them until they've had their coffee. <laughs> they did bring that up it was made abundantly clear in some quarters just like <laughs> just like al-qaeda people before <laughs> the hague being like i told them what do you say about these these incidents on in september 2001 i did i i did tell them not to talk to me till i'd had my coffee I'm not saying it I'm not saying it explains this everything. It doesn't explain guilt, nothing. But imagine I, if you would if you'd very clearly said don't talk to until I've had my coffee. If you heard if you heard the nice man sitting next to you on the plane say don't talk to me until I've had my coffee and then spoke to me, there's there's only a few ways that's gonna go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh one final point on the Wikipedia hand there that I think you want to share with us. Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, briefly, cyclists. Yep, dad loves it. Oh, dad yeah. loves cycling out there. You cycled recently, man. Oh, mate. Seeing, Tell us about seeing, this. Seeing boys chat celebrate Joey Dwyer's Brizzy to the Bay bike ride. Uh, I'd say it was a key lack of knowledge about the distance I did. <laughs> so the which Brizzy, was? the standard Brizzy to the Bay, which is basically riding to Wynnum and back, is 50Ks. The full-on, like, hard yakka marathon equivalent one is 130 k's. I went for a gentleman's 25. Which, that's all right. That's, that's not nothing. It's not nothing. Until, well, how did that work? Did you start at the Mate, we just rode... Pete and I just rode to Balmoral and back. Oh, right. It was pretty... It was really brief. It was like an hour. It, was, it wasn't... Uh, it was Brisbane to the bagel. It, it was... Just it was the, you just went to the shops. It was actually get Brisbane get to breakfast. the Balmoral Bowls Club. And then back right. to South Brisbane, which we do love. I think we could um, get that as a we could get that started as some sort of alternative ride. Start to yeah, start to rival Brizzy to the Bay. Um, well, the Bay and the Bay is Sanford, isn't it? Yeah, but Henry, I loved my. I got my my sort of lycra zip up shirt on. I had gloves. I had skins. Um, you know, all the gear. Some idea. Pull up to some the idea. start line, and it becomes very clear that twenty five kilometers is the distance. That mums and dads ride with their seven-year-old children because <laughs> I was getting overtaken by like seven-year-old hoodie, like Velcro shoes and a BMX bike, just like flying down Cannon Hill and stuff. So it was, it like, was humbling. You're like struggling to like overtake the people because you're distracted by the tassels on their bike yeah, helmets yeah, yeah, and yeah. their handlebars. Um, but- the door of the Explorer helmet wearing motherfucker <laughs> in front of me just will not let me in. Um, but it was actually great, and riding in a big group was really, really fun. So I, I actually now I want to get out to to Sanford a bit and have a ride there because because I really enjoyed it. But you I should, did want to share one. That. You should talk to my dad. I oh, I absolutely mate. I'm, but it's He's one of those things where call. it's like it's almost intimidating to talk to someone who's so into cycling about. Yeah. Like I want to get a bit more under my belt before I go. Hey, Paul, let's let's talk about yeah. this. 
I'm not going to talk to him about it until I bought a road bike expressly. I was going to say you need you want to get a proper yeah. bike with, with um, the clips, which I found very difficult oh, when I went mate, for a ride how hard with are the clips? over the New Year. <laughs> how hard are the clips? Uh, did I tell you that I hit the deck twice? <laughs> no, oh, mate, it was in like. <laughs> It was in like Turinga or some shit. Dad, like dad oh, and I no. did the river loop and yeah. we just stopped and I lost my balance and couldn't unclip and I uh, and I hit I hit just the deck hit the a ground. couple of times. Mate, it was oh. tu- it's tough. Most playing long, we're talking about when people clip their shoes into the pedals of the bike and there's like a little flick with your ankle that you do to unclip, but it's clearly quite hard to do. It's the most unnatural movement I've ever done <laughs> in my so life. I'm, I'm trying to do it right now. Get Everyone, if you're listening, get your ankle and try to flick it while falling flick over. It, and the only outwards. way to stop yourself falling over is getting the precise outward flick of the ankle. It's not natural, mate. No, it's bizarre. Um, but Here's hey, one. I want to stay. What, like what's, when did we have to become part of the bike? Yeah. I'm riding the bike. I'm not. I'm not at Didn't one. Didn't Lance with the bike. Armstrong say <laughs> he said, it's not all about the bike? <laughs> it's famously, famously not about the bike. Because I've gone for one cycle in the last few years, and it felt pretty fucking about the bike, Lance. <laughs> See what? Felt Here's like the one for your Lance. Character. I know it's not all about the bike, but fuck, it felt quite a bit about the bike. <laughs> um, Lance, what do you have to say about that? Got a need uh, head- for that? One last thing I'll say about cycling, which is something I wanted to tell you, but I thought I might wait to the show, is we were hurtling down a hill in like, yeah, like probably around Cannon Hill or maybe getting a little closer to the city, maybe like Mm. verging onto Cooper, but flying down this hill. And I sort of hear some really loud wheels whirring behind me. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then shooting past me is this setup where it's a guy on his bike and attached to the front of his bike is his friend in a wheelchair with a seatbelt on (laughs) and like a pool noodle as like a crash barrier. And they're like, so four wheels total in this contraption and they are shooting down the hill. Now, like Brizzy to the Bay is like a fundraiser um, for MS, so uh, like maybe like, I'm sure there's a a beautiful reason for it. But we were riding on main roads, and they've basically got an open air car, and all the safety that's been provided to this poor bloke in a wheelchair is a seatbelt strapping him into his own chair. There's no airbags. Yeah, I don't know. I, I snorted were... because the idea of a seatbelt in this contraption Mate, like, is so, like it's like it's clearly dangerous. It, but we better thing. put a seatbelt in and a pool thing. noodle. Yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't like, oh, how weird is this? I was like, this is terrifyingly dangerous. Like, he was helmeted was, up. But I'm hoping all parties were helmeted. Oh, up. I think everyone was helmeted, but and also because it was clearly a pretty legit cyclist pushing the vehicle, they would have been going like 50 k's an hour down the hills easily. They were flying. Mm. Anyway, it was a it was a pool pool. I don't know how. Pool I love the pool is. noodle as a pump, as a makeshift pool noodle games going. I'd love to, I'd love to see a graph for just the overall earnings of the pool noodle industry over time. I reckon you know what I, I reckon. Waned and waxed a fair I bit. I think the graph of the pool noodle earnings has been a straight line. You reckon? I think I think demand. Nah, is they had a moment. I mean, it's just because you moment. were younger and you played in more pools with other kids. No, there was a cultural Admittedly, moment. We have a we have a pool in our house now, and at no point have we been like, let's get some noodles. Do you know when I reckon it had a moment? Yeah. When 
the show Gladiators was on Channel Seven. Yeah, no, you're right. And then you're and then matched right. by a brief spike when um, Australian Ninja Warrior took yeah. off. And I also, there's a, there's a real noodle vibe. And also, not as combative, but Wipeout, the show that was on Channel Nine. Wipeout, I, I agree, that, would have led to influenced. a bit of a spike in pool yeah. noodles. Yeah, totally. Um, but Henry, that's about it. Uh, oh, one last thing on the Wikipedia: just that several private schools maintain buses to Sanford, i.e., not council buses, including St Paul's, Bald Hills, Padua, and Nudgee. Um, I've always found the private school bus really weird, uh, particularly Nudgee's, which as an ad on the side of the bus has 1.5 scale photo of kids on the bus. It's really weird if you know what I'm talking about. I knew someone in the photo. Oh, no. I was like, you're the guy, you're that kid from the bus. Mm. Yeah, they, it's it's like an almost it's almost like an art installation. They've made yeah, it's it look like, like it's all... like um like a Last Supper type, like that sort of like why it's completely shot. unrealistic because it's I'm like, like they're playing chess. It's... There's some kids playing chess on the bus. I was like, here's one. I'll tell. Yeah, there's people like it's like some are doing sport, some are studying, some Violin, are playing chess. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. here's one for you, mate. I'll tell you a thing or two about Nudgy. If there was anyone playing chess on the bus, their underpants would be so far <laughs> up their bum that they that they that the rook would have to get in there to pull it out. <laughs> Doctor Oppenheimer. Would be revisiting his discovery of the atomic wedgie. I tell you, yeah. I tell you that much. <laughs> oh mate, oh mate, the Queen's Gambit would be thrown <laughs> up in the bag racks faster than you can say <laughs> knight to d4. Oh, you sacrifice your queen. Well, you're gonna sacrifice, <laughs> sacrifice your social your life, you dickhead. Yeah. There's some 48-year-old bloke playing for the first 15 <laughs> on a scholarship who's about to come and put that porn up your Knows you dig it. I'll yeah, tell you that abs- about Nudgy. Absolutely right. Uh, Hen, should we now take a punt at contemporary Sanford? Let's take a punt, man. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. So, the game I just quickly wanted to play. Sorry, mate, just quickly, uh, nil all. Just nil all out there. <laughs> just by the way, it's nil all. All right, good segment, good segment. Nil all out there, guys, nil all. So- Australia are going to the World Cup. There was 30 <laughs> seconds of excitement. So Sanford, we obviously, we obviously think of as quite far away. But I want to play a little game. The, the thing we're measuring here is distance from this suburb to Central Station. What do you think is closer to Central Station? Tagum or Sanford? Sanford. Now, see, this is actually one where I feel a little bad for the heat that Tagum cops. Tagum, 24 minutes to Central Station. Sanford, 32. So it's close, but still Tagum a little Is that closer. driving or on This train? is driving right now. Oh, if we're talking public transport, yeah, 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 okay. you've got no fucking hope coming from Sanford. This is, this is driving. All right. Goodner or Sanford? I think Sanford's further. Yeah, correct. By Goodner, it's actually 27 minutes. So Goodner, 27, Sanford, 32. Final one I want to do, Bald Hills to Central Station. Keeping in mind that there is a bus that goes from Sanford to Bald Hills. So what's closer, Bald Hills or Sanford? Samford. No, wrong again. 
<laughs> so what what I'm but learning did you hear, from... I was getting confused because did you hear that um, Bald Hills went and saw the experts at Ashley and Martin and now it's just called Hills? They had a turning point. Actually, we'll, do, we'll just do one point. more because I'm just... They named a suburb after my head. They thought it was a Bald Hill. <laughs> that North was my turn. Have you seen the Ashley and Martin ad, which is so meta, where it's a guy going, what was my turning point? Oh. When I, I couldn't have my mates around to watch the footy because those turning point ads would come on and they'd all point at me and laugh. And I'm are, like, are you so it's an Ashley and Martin ad referencing the frequency oh of Ashley God. and Martin ads and the role that Ashley and Martin ads play in being your turning point. They've created an entire ecosystem around turning points. It's, a, it's, it's, the, um, it's the AMCU, the Ashley Martin Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Yeah, legit. <laughs> How long before? How long before Ashley and Martin is a freaking Avenger? And, oh, and honestly, and Hulk is just walking around with a new do. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. Okay. Sanford or Petrie? Petrie, deep, deep north side. Which is uh, closer? Petrie. Nah, it's Sanford. Oh, I don't Petri- know. <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to say this is a great game and we should do this every week, but now I'm rapidly changing my Pretty mind. Pretty off it. Uh, but what it does tell me, Henry, is those who think Sanford are far away are quite right. Yeah. You, you, if, if you want to be close to the city, you're having much better luck at Tagum and Goodner. I'd say most people accept that. Like The whole premise of Sanford is I will take living in a beautiful natural wonderland and being half an hour from the city. I mean, in Sydney... You go a half hour drive away from the city, you may be like a bit past Newtown. Mm. You go two hours away from the city in Sydney and you're in Penrith. You know, you go <laughs> half an hour away from the city in Brisbane and what's this? I'm in beautiful, beautiful Sanford Valley. Yeah. I I love it out there, man. I yeah, give us give us your your you've and got you've got a, a rock solid connection to Sanford and its wonderful citizens. V- very, very close, dear friends of my family, the Chippendals. No, not you. Shout, huge shout out to Jess, Phoebe, Suzanne, and Paul. Uh, and they have lived at Sanford for as long as I can remember. And we would always, and, and other dear family friends of ours, the Redheads, we would all, who lived in Cooparoo and then ourselves growing up in Camp Hill, we would go out. That was always maybe one of the most exciting occasions mm. of, I don't really remember how often it did happen, but we'd jump in the car and head out to the Chippendalls. And from memory, Joe, just talking to this like mm. far away perception that it has, I'm pretty sure we'd boot up. You remember those old portable DVD players that you could <laughs> strap to the back of cars? Yeah, seats? the back seat of the car. I have a memory that I'm pretty sure driving from Cooparoo to Sanford to see the Chippendalls, we'd boot up a movie. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, it's you're settling not halfway kids. through. This is yeah. going to be fucking. I, I reckon <laughs> I was packing. Like, I'd have an iPod. I had that. I had like my iPod, a book. Yeah. I was ready to ready to do some drawing or whatever. <laughs> I was prepared like, as well for just, a flight. <laughs> yeah, get legit. And then we'd get. Do you ever do that with a flight where you're like, I'm oh, annoyed yeah, yeah. that it didn't feel longer because I over. I loaded like, up so. I've had much. like twelve hour flights where I've been like, I'm going to listen to uh, the Rolling Stones discography. I've got an audio book <laughs> that I'm going to get through. I've got well, an actual book that I'm going to get through. Yeah. And also there's all these movies that the plane, of course, is included. Oh, maybe I'll watch No Time to Die as well. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, oh, we're here. Oh, we're here. I was like, well, oh, I damn. think even for really long international flights. I think at best you can engage with two pieces of content well. And whether that's watching two movies or reading a book and watching a movie, like beyond that. My approach, my approach 
I always watch a very long movie that I've seen before if it's available. So free to doze off thing. Bit of a free to doze off thing. I know I'm going to enjoy it. I don't need yeah. to play. Like I'm talking Titanic. Yeah, I'm talking right. JFK. Oh, it, I'm talking Return of, Lord of the King. Of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Read if, my mind. If Lord, of, if Lord of the Rings is on a plane, also you can because take me now. I like. I'm already going yeah. to sleep. I've never seen JFK. Never seen JFK. No, I'd love to. I watched it again recently. It's batshit insane. But oh, great. give it no, a watch. Give it a whirl, One of the great scenes is when they're in Washington and Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Kevin Costner go mm. for a walk around like the the mall, and it's oh. it's so it's so good. Fucking oath. It's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, mate, I, I love Sanford. We would go out there, we'd visit the Chippendales, we'd run around. Like, just there's something about the air out there. I know I've said this a few times because it's different to country air because everyone knows about like going out to. Boona or like the proper country, the outback that you're getting stars and you're getting fresh air. This is different because like, A, you haven't had to go that far. Like for a suburb or I know it's Morton Bay, but for that kind of, it's far comparatively to going to other places that are still in the Brisbane area. But it's also like, it's like when you go to a theme park and they have the jungle cruise and you're like, I know I'm not in the jungle, but I still feel like I've got a little bit of it. Sanford in a way is like that. It's like, I'm getting my, f- it's like, it's not a thousand acres, but it's five acres. And I know it's not yeah. a whole herd of cows running around, but there's a cow here and there. There's a horse there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost or, like or a theme park for, it's like country land. Very true. It's like, yeah, I might not be living off the land, but fuck the dogs have a lot of room to run around, you know? And the kids and maybe yeah. we, we, entirely rely on council water but there's a little dam down there it's not it's, it's not really used but it's there i'll say this mate and i'm going to come out i don't think there's a better summer for spotlight what oh yeah, yeah yeah what's huge coming out uh in relation to the suburb yeah um, oh yeah oh funny yeah um i'm going to come out and say this uh <laughs> Uh, uh, spotlight. But yeah, no, I, I spotlight Gosh, because this... that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. How can I say this? Spotlight. spotlight. I don't think my heart has ever raced quite like playing Spotlight. Well, we played. We had our own version of Spotlight, and uh, remember Forty Four Home? Yeah, great game. And we would us and the Chippendales, uh, Suzanne Chippendale, dear friend, does a very good impression of the witch from Wizard of Oz. So growing up, although the wicked, the wicked witch, the wicked witch. Oh, well, this yes. ain't this ain't no Glinda. This ain't Glinda. We're talking, we're, we're talking, yeah. we're talking Elphaba. We're talking wicked. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, so she could <laughs> she do does a very this good... great impression. Think Ultra. It's terrific impression. She does. It's an impression. Someone who's like really good at singing, but it's like doing. It's like she does the best impression of Celine Dion. <laughs> like not giving them the credit. Yeah, not doing, yeah, giving them the credit. Ripping impression of a... Michael Jackson. She is just so good at mimicry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like a parrot. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, Suzanne would do this amazing impression. So she would like chase us around and we'd play witches. And if she caught you, you were in the base oh, and you had witch. to like go and fray. Yeah. And I was like, I love Suzanne. I would feel so much terror the moment that I was hiding behind the side of the house, like in a tree or under the leak near the laundry basket with the chip and doors. As we know, it's like, 
yeah, Suzanne and the other mums as the witches and the witches helpers That's are great. coming and we are like I would feel like so I always had like excitement mixed in with like true terror driving yeah. into Sanford as a young yeah. person. You're like game on. Like game on state of origin. <laughs> Ready go. to rock. Made um, against witch. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I, we, we similarly, we had some family friends um, move from Wilston out to Sanford and mm. they, they had a Labrador that was a very similar age to ours. And gosh, see to me, we were probably a little older, so it wasn't so much spotlight or games like that, but I've just never seen happier dogs in my life than having the kind of room you've got at Sanford. It is unreal. Do you reckon you could do it? Like, in the world of work from home and all um, that. Yeah, I actually, I actually, you know why I think I can? Obviously, Sanford's not cheap, but house prices have gone up so much. I already, like, am very mentally prepared slash accept that for probably, a, a yeah large pockets of life in Brisbane, I'll be living well over 20 minutes away from the city. Mm. So at that point, maybe it's not Sanford, but maybe, you, you know, you can snap something up in Ferny Hills and live that kind of life. Mm. Yeah, oh, I, I, I mean, think even just the way is, we're, the way we're talking about it right now, I'm like, I'm, it sounds great. I'm, I'm convincing myself this like seriously country utopia. It's also there's part of me that's like, as soon as you're not like, and this is very like privileged and lucky to at least rent where I am now. As soon as you're not in like scooter distance from the city, like as soon as it is catching a train or something like that, it's kind of well like anywhere. well if it's if it's Six stops to the city or ten stops to the city, whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll make. I think it, I, this isn't to minimise like how much um, Jess and Phoebe used to say, like it, just how annoying it was. Yeah, look, yeah, and certainly going everyone, to school and, and like how, how long people, it would take. And like, Brook, that's actually tell you what I reckon I could do it. I would hate the either taking the kids to school or sucked in kids. You got an hour long trip on public transport. The teenage years would be tough. It's also yeah. like you can't just pop into Parties the city. And stuff. Yeah. It's got to be. It was so, I remember it was like, it was so regimented. And I guess when you're like 18, 19 as well, going out, like you've either got that's to. Like, that's actually it's, a good that, point. People talk about I this probably, a lot. Like even people who live in Wyndham and stuff, it's like my night out. I remember Snickles used to say this to us a bit. It was like, oh, yeah. I either have to go home by 11 or I have to have a night where it goes through to 6 a.m. Yeah. Because Ubers are too expensive. Or, or you and that's have how to have. Works. Or you have to have a mate's place you can stay at that night. And a lot of the time, you just don't want to have a friggin' sleepover. Yeah, yeah, legit. You just want to go home. Sometimes sleepovers I, um, are great. I'm not shitting on sleepovers, but occasionally, you don't want to be in the sleepover. I'll color. say that, that despite what I said a few minutes ago, definitely something I'd, you do take for granted growing up in like Wilston and being 18, 19, is an Uber from the Valley was only ever 10, 15 bucks. Like, like if you just want to sack it and go home, you're really a 10, 15 minute drive away and it's very yeah. easy. Like not yeah. having to really plan logistics around getting home is huge. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's keep Look past it. Uh, I, I I just quick, yeah. Quick contemporary one from me. Um, I remember being on my L's uh, driving to visit these family friends at night. Uh, I think I was pretty early on my L's and it's a single lane winding country road. That is, I think 80 and 90 at some points. Uh, it was at night and I was absolutely fucking terrified and yeah. I really wanted to pull over, but there is nowhere to pull over uh, because at some points, if you pull over, you'll sort of go off a hill and maybe die. Uh, so it was really just uh, back yourself here, Joe. And uh, that was good. 
was, it was a great learning curve. It's like when I took Sylvia out on a rails, I'd maybe been instructing her for like a couple of hours. She maybe had 30 hours total. And we drove up Mount Tambourine on a really low visibility day when it had rained and it was slippery and cars were flying. And I was like, oh, I would not have done this if I knew this is what the road would be like. If this were the conditions. Yeah. yeah. But, it's, uh, pretty, it's pretty tough. And I think, and I think we've touched on it and Suzanne's about to touch on it again, but that idea that I think the amount of cyclists makes it pretty scary. The moment I know as yeah, a learner driver, yeah, totally. the moment there was a cyclist, even within view, I was immediately seizing up and a little bit, even now overtaking a cyclist. I'm like, Oh, how much is the, how much distance have I got? Obviously oh, yeah. don't want to hurt this person. Pa- part um, of me is still like, I'd rather look like a lunatic who just swings into the complete wrong lane than give a cyclist any less than like two meters. Like I'll take my chances with the other cars. I, I pretty much, if I can, I go entirely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, then I had a head on and killed a bus uh, full of children, but at least <laughs> I drove off. I got away with it. I, no one seemed to find anything off. I immediately got home, threw the number plates out and that cyclist was fine. <laughs> and that cyclist grew up to be, uh, a really, really good accountant. So you go, you've got Who to really take these things off. Who really um, won? Think of how many wow. lives he ended up saving by getting people a bit back on their tax so that they could, you know what I mean? Like, it's like butterfly effect. Yes, I crashed yeah, into that yeah. bus. 40 people. Oh, who did it? He got away. We never found out who it was. Oh, we're going to catch him. All that. It's like all of it in the media, people offering rewards, me staying quiet about it, uh, me yeah, changing just all that my crap. name. Just all that crap. All that, yeah. all that, all that yeah. dribbled crap. Going by, changing your name to something ridiculous like Henry Bretts, you know, but somehow people yeah. actually buying that that's a real name. Intentionally staying out of the limelight because this is a this is <laughs> but a you couldn't resist assumed. using your old nickname of pencil from when your name mm. was uh, <laughs> Ill, Ill Pence, um, which is an odd name. But uh... talking of names, we should talk about some big ones because and I've met yeah. Suzanne a couple of times. Suzanne's touched on no train stations past Fernie Grove, very far for any city schools, lycra yeah. tights everywhere on a Saturday. All these things that I think we've uh, we've covered, and Suzanne is providing a very good witness to that. But she points out, interestingly, uh, the fame. Now, mate, where do you think would be the best suburb to live as a diehard NRL fan? Because we would always say probably your Paddington Rosalie area yeah, solely I would, I would because Darren Lockyer owns the coffee shop and he walks around all the time and Suncorp as well. So yeah, if you can be in walking Hill, distance of Suncorp and spitting distance of beautiful Darren Lockyer. And yeah, of course, Red Hill Broncos training facilities. Oh, I would actually, but, yeah. Well, Sanford's giving it a run for its money here because you've got Steve Renov, Sam Thider, Corey Oates. Not big. So that is really big. big. And Sam, Th- Sam Thider I knew about, and he talks about, he loves Sanford. I think he's pretty active in the community. You'll, you'll see those guys a lot. I didn't realize uh, Steve Renov was there as well. I think That's blokes that. like that must love slash need the space. I just can't imagine a big, strong footy player who has spent their life running around on a field and open spaces going, you beaut, yeah, let's live in a little worker's cottage or whatever. Yeah. I reckon... I reckon... I guess Darren would have... But no, but that's like a mansion. Darren's house, I'm I'm not going to dox him. It's not that hard to find out, but it's absolutely enormous. Um, It's like um, Greg Martin's house actually, which I went to when oh. I was younger because his kids went to primary school with me. Um, they had two sets of footy posts in the backyard and a backyard that was, I know it's not the full size of a football field, 
but it's the biggest backyard I've ever seen in like an inner city suburb. Is this Mardo, Triple M Mardo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mardo, uh, yeah. X Wallaby Mardo. Like, clearly there's just something in ex-sportsmen that they just need the space. So good on Renault Friday. I know it's for uh, getting out there for Sanford. Giving it a Triple M rocks the backyard. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, dude. Good stuff. Uh, Collies and Co. Heard a bit about this. Puppy Cafe. I assume Border Collie puppies predominantly. And I've heard they breed the puppies on site. I heard they do it in front of you. Joke, everyone. They're not a puppy farm. They're not a puppy farm. Or are they? Even though though it would be really convenient if you're a puppy cafe and a puppy farm. I don't know why you'd split the businesses, but that's just me. Maybe they're paying the RSPCA off in like free coffees. And there's a hole and it goes deep. Um, I've never been all that tempted by puppy or cat cafes, to be honest. I really like dogs um, and I went like to a, cafes. Went to a, Don't yeah. need them to mix at all. Went to a cat cafe kind of, in kind of Edinburgh with me. Caitlin and Janet. Oh, that's yeah, a, that's a it, very it felt, famous one, isn't it? Yeah, but it felt a bit gross. Yeah, I was just like, is there fur in my latte? Yes, that is all. And you know what the problem is? I don't order a latte. I, like I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I feel like never if you complained a about fur in your latte... First, they'd say you ordered a flat white, not a latte. Absolutely, but I feel because it's a cat white. cafe, they'd just go, "Well, what are you complaining about? Like, what did you honestly? Oh, did you think there would be no fur in the animal cafe? You're taking the mick. You knew what you were getting into when you walked in here. You drone. You. <laughs> um, but yeah, Collies and Co. Um, good on them. Apparently, Henry, according to to Live uh, Price, it is a rite of passage going to Cedar Creek. Um, I don't know whether you, you swim there or do, do you know yeah, what you do? For, I think for my side of town, it, it's the equivalent for Southsiders of going to the quarry. And no, no, the quarry was like illegal. Like you had to sneak in and crawl under a fence. And do you think it's like a Nogra reservoir type gear? It's a Nogra reservoir. It's, uh, there's another one near, um, yeah, I think it's just that sort of thing. It's yeah. going out. Having a having a good time at a creek and it's sort like, of yeah, like how we C- hear Cedar, Cedar Creek's a big thing and that was a, I think that was a pretty cool thing I remember like year, year nine ten areas here and like oh there's this these people who live at Sanford they'll go out to Cedar Creek and yeah yeah they all they dead said all have to walk like five k's good on them yeah oh yeah it's pretty far it's yeah. um it's real bridge to Terabithia stuff in that uh, it really always is, dies it really is. yeah uh, um, some final quick hits from our unPakistanis Henry we we got some great. Yeah, great rights in. Uh, two people uh, correctly observed that the way we put it up on our story made it look like we we're talking about a guy called Sam Ford. Good on you. I feel like I acknowledged that in the caption of the Instagram post and it didn't stop people writing in and think, pointing I that think, out, thinking I they were very it was clever. Ollie that led the charge on that. Yeah. Well, good on good you. Man. I definitely, that was definitely considered yeah. and I thought yeah. it was pretty bad. I haven't heard. And as I said, if your name is Sam Ford and you get in contact, we will, as is our policy, buy you a car. <laughs> um <laughs> One of the, the biggest train crashes in Australia. Oh, yeah, all that. Oh, no, no, we'll do crane. Yeah. So one of the biggest train crashes in Australia allegedly occurred at Sanford, but then Sue's told oh. us that there are no train stations past Fernie Grove. So, mm. And um, the wonderful bloke that wrote in, letting us know that one of the biggest train crashes happened here, said he'd tell us more details if we messaged him, but I saw it only just as we were starting to record. Sure. Hmm. I don't know about that. Interesting. What else? Now, why shouldn't... That someone said don't... Yeah, don't join. Anyway, that's it. Uh, someone said don't join the Facebook group. Didn't don't offer an join the Facebook group. Um, 
as as I a feel proud like I might member be in it the, for four BC purposes. I think back at four BC, I might have. As a, as a proud current it. member of the Pennington Milton Facebook group, I just assume all community Facebook groups are slowly losing their marbles about petty theft <laughs> and car theft. Yep. Like, it's, oh, it's, what do you reckon the Townsville one's like? Oh, mate, Townsville be about ready to bring back fucking the death penalty for someone stealing a kid car. Oh, <laughs> dude. You know, it's so it's... funny. Have we, t- have we talked? We've talked about this on the show before, right? About, or was it off mic? About where do you put your car keys? I, I feel like we might have said it on the show. Yeah, but any, anyway. Or, did we, just, or was it in live? Oh, just the, uh, my, it, just in case we didn't. No, we did because I. No, we didn't because I was telling you about some people who got their cars stolen up here. Who that's I met right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all right. kept their car keys in so, the in a bowl is, in the hallway, which is what. No, I did say. I'm sure we said this on the show because the police probably was the police on the radio are always like, guys, not yeah. really sympathise with you losing your cars, and we're trying to work on the crime. But for God's sake, stop putting your keys yeah. out in the bowl in the hallway. So, the, the crooks know. So if this is a community group where it's, oh, our car was stolen, I would just like you to take a moment and be like, but how easy was it to steal the car? Because often yeah. that is the biggest influencing factor on whether yeah. the car is stolen. Um, but also finally, like the Weasleys when yes. uh, it was a little bit too easy for Good Harry way. and Ron to steal that car from hmm. the train station. And that leads us perfectly into the final thing we want to talk about, which is apparently there's a Harry Potter shop at Sanford. Never and heard of it. I can't believe no one told me about this. And I'm, I didn't because even know I've been to Sanford lots. I feel like I've made it very clear. Oh, do you know what it's called? No. The Store of Requirement. Oh, great name. Bloody Is brilliant. Is it officially licensed? It, it can't be. Maybe you go in and there's like anti-trans posters on the walls and you're like, oh, this is J.K. Rowling. It's not the bits of J.K. Rowling that you thought it would be. Just step here on the AstroTurf. Uh, it's a very <laughs> clever cool. trans yeah, uh, a bit of, awareness joke. Got a Harry Potter shop, not bad, hey? If you have ever ventured to Samford on Brisbane's north side, you would know that the village is always peppered with curious and interesting places to eat and shop. As such, it is little surprise we're sharing the opening of a new store in Samford, the store of requirement. Yeah, look at this. They've got like a little Hedwig cage. I can't believe this. They do kids' parties and adults. There's an escape room. There's butterbeer. I've had butterbeer before at Harry Potter at uh, Universal Studios in Osaka. It was disgusting. Oh, I can imagine. But not like much. We pumpkin can do about juice, that. probably also fucking sickening. Um, Harry, yeah, po- Harry well, Potter. Wonder why it's. Wonder why it's there. Hmm. There must just be some mad fan who lives out there, I reckon, and was like, what do you think? Well, I want to go to this store. Why have I been? I want to go to this store. What, what if it's store, like stocks the books and the movies and all that? I, I'm so oh, sure they would stock. Getting a, get a bit of a crew together, have a few beers. I want to buy the sword of Godric Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get fucked up and go to the Harry Potter store. Let's just get absolutely maggot and go to the Harry Potter store. That is cool. Um, if, you, if you've got nothing else to add on Harry Potter, the only other thing I wanted to ask you, mate, is, as we've touched on a few times, it's North Side, it's Moreton Bay region technically. Do you think the Dolphins, when they enter the NRL this next year, will draw in a fair few fans from Sanford? I'm sure they will. You think Sanford could... I feel like there's a lot of group a bit of a nursery. in Sanford. I think they'd be mm. quite colloquial. I feel like... 
either all of Sanford's going to stay with the Broncos or all of Sanford's going to go to the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Well, I heard I from... I, I don't know. I posed heard from Nico, apparently really they've got an answer. Apparently, they've got some extraordinary playing fields out at Sanford, particularly like soccer fields, but they've got great facilities. Okay. So maybe the Dolphins, will they'll take to training a bit in Sanford, Wayne Bennett hanging around a bit, and all of a sudden, the Sanford group think, start swinging Dolphins away. What do you say? And then, and you never know when Steve Renoff, Sam Thiday, and Corey Oates, I mean, obviously not Corey Oates, but maybe yeah, no. Sam Thiday just pokes his head down. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I could I'll get back into that. Yeah. Could be interesting. I'll be very interested to see what ends up happening with Dolphins supporter ge- geographics. I mean, I'm going to go. A, I'm, I'm, not a fresh take. Uh, not not Stanford related, but I'm just going to go out and say now, I think the Dolphins will be a pretty successful team in their first few seasons. And I think they're going to get a lot of supporters. I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. all in on, I think it's going to work both on and off the field. I've said, I think they're going to make the top 10 in their first year. Mm. Um, not the eight. No, no. Uh, I, th- I think they'll finish 10th or 11th, but I think... Do you crucially, reckon like Rockhampton will go for the Dolphins? Because that's, that's their big plan is they want to get the sunny coast and Rocky. They want to go as far as Rocky. Oh, that's interesting. I think that could be tough. I think that'll be tough. I think, I think, you, can, tough. I think you can get Bundaberg. I think they don't. Bundaberg doesn't obviously identify as central Queensland. I, I think they still heavily no. associate themselves with more so the Sunshine Coast. But it's not Brisbane yeah, and it's okay. not having sex. So, Henry, should we ask the question? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Does Samford fuck? I mean, it's quiet. Yeah, I think it does. It's beautifully yeah, sure. moonlit. Yeah, sure. I, think. I don't know if it fucks that often, but I think no. it does fuck. I don't know if it fucks often at all, but when it does, it's under the moon. There's birds chirping. It's like a... It, it's a kind of wood creature... Elfish kind of beautiful yeah. sex. I think it's and that's it, still it fucks, and that's still it's beautiful. Fucking. It's beautiful. And that's all I have to say on the matter, really. And I, and, and we've we have never said that fucking can't be beautiful. In fact it no. often is. And sometimes it isn't. But a lot of the time it is. You're and sometimes right. it just isn't. Sometimes it isn't. But then every now and again oh, and then and it is. Sometimes it is. It is. Well it's when a it city on a river. But when it is. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget. But admittedly, sometimes. Sometimes it. But admittedly, sometimes it is. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Right, that's all we got time for on the Sanford episode of Unpacking Brisbane, everyone. Thank you very much for listening in. Download the episodes, listen away, be part of the next 100,000 listeners. And who knows, in 20-odd years' time, we could get to a million. And please add, is it true or did you read it in the Courier Mail to a playlist? <laughs>